Welcome everyone to the Score Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Boone, the lead fantasy analyst at the Score. Thank you for spending some time with us here to end the week. And before we get to all the injuries, I just want to give a big shout out to everybody who's been putting out kind words and been putting out positivity, both for me and for the podcast. Definitely not something that I need, but I want you to know that it's appreciated. You know, you're letting me know how your teams are doing, thanking me for being a part of that success this year. It's awesome to see. And there's also, there's one guy, Dave Clark, who Dave, I hope you're listening. I think you put a thank you message on like 99% of the content that I tweet out. So to Dave, to everybody out there for sending the good vibes my way, you know, thank you so much from my end. And it just know it really helps fuel me, you know, these final few weeks of the season. I haven't had a day off since August. It's really nice to see that stuff and it's definitely appreciated. All right, let's get to these injuries and we will start with quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, he missed Thursday's practice with an illness, but he was back out there today. No concerns about him health-wise. Some worries about the weather in that Rams-Ravens game, and I talked about all the games that might be impacted by the weather on Thursday's mailbag episode, so you can go back, you can listen to that one if you're curious, and it was the first question on the episode, so you don't even have to scroll through, just start it up, and you'll hear that right away. Trevor Lawrence, so he suffered the high ankle sprain on Monday night. And that's an injury that most guys miss time with. And then kind of surprisingly, he was out there practicing in a limited fashion the last two days, and he's listed as questionable. So we're heading towards a game time decision for him. I don't have a strong lean which way this is going to go. Still feels like they'd want to be cautious and not push him out there against that Browns pass rush, but we'll have to wait until Sunday to know for sure. And either way, you're not going to want to start Lawrence this week because of the injury, because of the matchup, and because of the weather. This is another one of those ones that's going to be hit by wind and rain. So I would be really wary of using almost anybody in that Jags passing game this week. Even Calvin Ridley, he's down in the wide receiver four flex range. And the Browns are so brutal on tight ends too. So Evan Ingram, he's kind of just a risky play as well. Geno Smith, so he tweaked his groin in Thursday's practice. Pete Carroll said that he stumbled over somebody. That's how it happened. And then they sat him out on Friday and Carroll said it was to rest him. The team also signed Sean Mannion to the quarterback room there. So it's not a great sign in terms of whether Geno's going to play or not. Could just be them covering their bases, but with this bad matchup going against that 49ers pass rush, a groin injury, that could limit Geno's mobility, makes him a low-end QB2 play this week. So in leagues where you're only starting one quarterback, I would just look elsewhere. I wouldn't want to mess around with Geno. And I'm downgrading that Seahawks passing game as well. Even if Geno does play, I would still start Metcalf as a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three, a JSN, Lockett. They're more risky wide receiver three flex plays, and they'd be downgraded even further if Drew Locke gets the start. Derek Carr. So he was still in concussion protocol almost right before we started recording here. He was listed on the injury report with concussion, ribs, right shoulder. He was limited, limited, and then full in practice. And at that point, like I said, right before we started recording, I had some doubts that they would actually clear him and let him play in this game just based on everything he has going on. But right before we kick things off here, Nick Underhill tweeted out that the expectation is that Carr is going to play this week. And then we got word that he cleared concussion protocol. So 
up until now, I was projecting Jameis Winston to get the start against the Panthers. Jameis would have been a low-end QB2 in that matchup. Carr, now he is going to play, and he's going to be a couple spots lower now that he's playing in the in the rankings, just because the risk of re-injury, not as much upside. Those are kind of the factors there for him, and because of the injuries that are going on around him right now. Guys like Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, Taysom Hill, Jawan Johnson, all those guys are questionable, and we'll talk more about them when we get to their sections in a second. A couple more quarterbacks that I want to mention first here, Dorian Thompson-Robinson with the Browns. He's cleared concussion protocol. Kevin Stefanski still not naming a starter for this week. I have said this all week long. I expect that he will go with Joe Flacco again. The team really seemed to respond to Flacco, and they kept complimenting his arm a whole bunch. We went over that in the show already. And if Flacco does start, that's better news for Elijah Moore, for David Njoku, and some others there. But nothing set in stone. We don't know that it's going to be Flacco, so we're going to have to wait for the final word there. Flacco, if he does start would be another low-end QB2, and that's mostly because Amari Cooper is likely going to be out for this game and because of the weather concerns in that one. He would be a mid-range QB2 if it weren't for the weather. And then Tyrod Taylor, he is back. We went over that the other day, but the Giants, they're sticking with Tommy DeVito, so we proceed as we have been with that New York offense. Saquon Barkley, he's the only one that you feel good starting in fantasy, and then we got to hope that the rookie Jalen Hyatt can build off that last performance, that 100-yard day, and continue to give us more down the stretch here on to running backs and the reason that most people are probably tuning into this episode Isaiah Pacheco ruled out with a shoulder injury some serious worries around this one too it's the same shoulder that he had surgery on in the offseason and Andy Reid when he got asked about Pacheco potentially going on IR all he said was we'll see and that's not exactly a ringing endorsement there so it's possible that Pacheco could be out more than a week and that leaves Jarek McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as the main options to fill in for him. And both these guys have had some success fantasy-wise when they've gotten the opportunity. McKinnon, he's more top of mind because he just went off last year down the stretch. And so it's easy to look at this and start to wonder, is he going to be able to have a repeat performance for fantasy this season? But Reed said that CH is going to be the starter this week. And we know the starter doesn't mean that much. You can get the first carry and you can technically be the starter and then somebody else could come in and take over. But here's how I'm approaching it. This is McKinnon's first game back from the groin injury. He was limited full full this week, so he is good to go, but it's his first game back and they've really managed his touches this year even before that injury, and I think maybe because they were saving him for later in the season and just in case something like this happened like they dealt with last year, and guess what? Here it is happening again. And because of that, I don't think they're going to hand him a huge workload in his first game back from the groin injury. So it makes sense to me that Reed is calling CH the starter and I'll have CH ranked higher this week. He'll be a high-end RB3. McKinnon ranked more as an RB3 flex. But if you ask me who I'd rather have the rest of the season, I'm going with McKinnon. He's been the preferred option in the passing game. He's been the preferred option in the red zone over CH. I don't expect that that's going to change moving forward. Maybe this week CEH gets the bump, but McKinnon has more fantasy value the rest of the season as the passing down guy and the red zone weapon. And if you have room, I would grab them both because I really think we're going to see Pacheco miss at least a couple games. I mean, he didn't practice at all this week. The news was a little more hopeful for the Seahawks back. So Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, Walker's been out a couple games. Charbonnet got hurt last Thursday. For Walker, it's that oblique injury. For Charbonnet, it's his knee. 
Both guys got back to some limited practices this week, and then they got back to full practices on Friday. Pete Carroll seemed optimistic. I mean, as always, right? He says that they're doing better. They listed them as questionable. They're heading towards game time calls here. But based on the full practices on Friday, I think that it seems like they're both trending towards playing. So if they're both active, Walker would be an RB2 in a tough matchup. Charbonnet would fall back to that RB3 flex status. If one's active and the other one isn't, that person would be a stronger RB2. And then if somehow both guys are out, which really doesn't seem like it's going to be the case now, but DJ Dallas would be the spot starter in that scenario, and he would become an RB3 flex. Travis Etienne, so he was limited all week with a rib injury. He's expected to suit up here, more of an RB2 based on the matchup and some of that uncertainty at quarterback this week for the Jags. And his backup, Dearness Johnson, he was limited all week with a knee injury. He's really not getting enough work to be in flex consideration, so he's just an upside stash at the moment, and that's as long as that injury doesn't get worse. Raheem Mostert, he got his usual rest, slow ramp up, and then he is going to be ready to play. He's listed with a knee here. He'll be out there on Monday night. I'm not worried about it. These Dolphins guys, they're very smart given their vets rest. So he's more of an RB2 with Devon Achan back now, but still a very solid starter. You can get Mostert in your lineup for sure. DeAndre Swift, we had some worries about him. He left late last week in that game. He's not even on the injury report, so he's good to go as an RB2 against the Cowboys. Brees Hall, he was DNP, DNP, and limited with an ankle injury, so doesn't look the best on paper. Some of the beat guys, too, they were suggesting this could be a Dalvin Cook week, but Robert Salas said he feels good about Hall playing against the Texans, so we're going to have to leave him in the rankings for now as a high-end RB3. A little downgrade there due to the injury and potential risks that come along with that. If he were out, Dalvin Cook would just be an RB3 flex. In Green Bay, only two practices so far this week because it's a Monday night game for them. But Aaron Jones, he's been limited in both these practices with a knee issue. That's the same knee that's kept him sidelined lately. A.J. Dillon, he's been limited in both practices with a groin injury. Dillon, I expect to play. I think they're just going light on him during the week. Jones, we don't really know yet. Matt LaFleur said he's trending in a positive direction. Jones seemed pretty hopeful when he spoke to reporters. He wants to increase his practice participation on Saturday, but could be another week and we talk about this all the time the Packers training staff they tend to be a little bit cautious might be another week before we see Jones out there if he does play he would be a low-end RB2 with Dylan sliding into the RB3 flex range and if Jones remains out then Dylan's a solid RB2 Kareem Hunt he's dealing with a groin injury but he ramped up from DNP to limited to full and he's not even on the injury report going into the weekend so he'll be out there this week and that means this is likely going to be a three-way committee in the Browns backfield you got the bad weather you got a bad matchup it's really hard to love any of the Cleveland backs this week as anything more than RB3s Deonta Foreman he was full practices all week coming off the bye so he's good to go against the Lions not a great matchup here in another situation where we're looking at a three-way committee I still expect that Roshan Johnson's going to lead this backfield fantasy-wise, but Foreman more of a threat to those early down carries than I think Khalil Herbert was last time out, and that makes Roshan an RB3, Foreman a flex, and then Khalil Herbert, I think he can be dropped in my opinion. They went away from Herbert with Foreman out in the last game. 
I really don't think they're going to go back to him now that Foreman's healthy. Samaje Pirine, he was downgraded to DNP due to a knee injury on Friday. He's listed as questionable. So if he's out, Jaleel McLaughlin could be an intriguing flex behind Javante Williams. And we might also see Williams pick up some more passing down snaps. Rico Dowdle, he was limited the first two practices of the week with an ankle. He got in a full session on Friday, though, so he should be fine to back up Tony Pollard. Elijah Mitchell on the Niners. He's the other back that we're going to talk about here. He didn't practice all week due to a knee injury. He's listed as doubtful. I'd be looking for Jordan Mason to back up Christian McCaffrey in this one. Moving over to receivers. So Tyree Kill, another Dolphins guy, just doing his rest thing. DNP limited so far. He'll be out there. He'll be racking up yards as usual. It's an amazing matchup too against the Titans. So another ceiling game coming for him on Monday Night Football. Justin Jefferson, he's back. Full practices all week. Fantasy managers, you can finally get him back in your lineup. And I'm putting him right back in there as a top five receiver. I think people are overly cautious about a guy coming back from injury sometimes. But by all accounts, they were playing it really safe. They let him heal back up and get back to 100%. So don't forget how good Justin Jefferson is. Chris Olave. So he had the flu. They kept him out of practice. They kept him away from the team. They were trying to avoid it spreading, but he's expected to play this week now. So slight downgrade based on him being really sick this week, but Olave still a wide receiver too for fantasy and his teammate Rashid Shahid. He didn't practice all week. They listed him as questionable, which kind of seems odd. Feels like he's almost guaranteed to miss another game after not practicing. And that would give A.T. Perry at least a little bit of value as a desperation flex. Puka Nakua, he's dealing with a shoulder injury, but he ramped things up to full practices. By all accounts, he was doing everything out there. So he's a quality wide receiver too. And that's especially with Cooper Cup likely not being 100%. Cup, he's not in the injury report, but those ankle issues that he was dealing with, I think they might be sapping some of his effectiveness. So Nakua, the better fantasy player right now. Christian Watson on the Packers, he isn't practicing due to a hamstring issue. I don't expect to see him this week. His teammate, Jaden Reed, he's been limited with a chest injury. Shouldn't really stop him from playing though. And I like Reed as a high-end wide receiver three. They find ways to get him the ball. He's been arguably their best receiver more often than not this year too. So Reed, someone who I would be very excited to have on my roster down the stretch. Amari Cooper, he was DNP, DNP limited. He's still in concussion protocol. He's also dealing with a rib issue. And the limited practice, that gives him a chance to be cleared. But I think all the guys who've gotten cleared within a week from the concussion protocol, I think they've had at least one full practice during that week. So I'm leaning towards Cooper sitting out. And that's why Elijah Moore, he is an intriguing play this week as a wide receiver three flex. Christian Kirk, he was placed on IR after getting hurt last week. He's expected to miss up to eight weeks, I believe. So his fantasy season is done. You can drop him. And his teammate, Zay Jones, he continues to be limited in practice, but they're just trying to go light on him. That knee that he hurt earlier this year, they don't want to push him in practice and they'll need Zay more than ever now that Kirk is out. They also have rookie Parker Washington. He's an interesting flex option. We saw that last week, but they're kind of risky given the matchup and the forecast in this one. Uh, Don't be worried if you saw Noah Brown miss practice on Friday. You got to think back to what happened last week, right? It was the exact same thing. And I got a little bit worried last week when I saw him DNP. I don't remember if I took him out of the rankings at that point or not, but he is probably just going to do the same thing this week. I imagine it'll be the same approach. So he's getting a nice boost back into wide receiver three territory with Tank Dell season over. So Brown, somebody that I would be happy to have in my lineup. Josh Palmer, he was back at practice this week for the Chargers. Only managed to be limited in practice. He's trying to come back from that knee injury, trying to come back from IR. 
they have ruled him out. They didn't see enough this week to activate him. So we'll have to wait another week to see if he can come back. And that makes life a little bit tougher on the Chargers. Keenan Allen, he's great, but Jalen Guyton, Quinton Johnston, they're just risky flexes behind him. Gerald Everett at tight end, he might be the de facto number two receiver, to be honest. And he is a very good streaming option. Could even be a low end tight end one until Palmer returns. Tyler Boyd on the Bengals. So he was limited all week with an ankle injury. I expect that he is going to play, but another injury here for the Bengals to deal with. And it just feels like this offense, they've had somebody hurting like all year long. It's been Higgins. It's been Burrow. Now Boyd, just always guys banged up. And Boyd is somebody who I think you can drop him in fantasy. He's just not going to be productive enough with Chase and Higgins, both healthy and both playing out there. Rashad Bateman, he had an illness, but he's fine now. He'll be active for the Ravens. He's just a dart throw in fantasy. Marvin Mims, he was dealing with a rib issue early in the week. Couple full practices later, though, and he's all good. Another guy who's a dart throw in fantasy. But you hope that the Broncos are finally going to make an effort to get him the ball more, get him more involved. But can't expect that that's going to happen. Just got to hope for it for now. That brings us to tight ends, and we will go back to the Saints here. Taysom Hill didn't practice all week listed with foot and hand injuries. And we've heard positive news about Derek Carr and about Chris Olave. Nothing coming out about Taysom Hill. So legit chance that he is going to miss this week. And that could really send some fantasy managers scrambling because Taysom, he was set to be a top five option if he was healthy. His teammate too, Jawan Johnson, he's also banged up. Can't forget him. Limited all week with a quad injury. Both guys are listed as questionable. Johnson seems like he has a better chance to suit up. So if Hill is out and Johnson's active, Johnson would be a streamer option. If neither of those guys can go, then Foster Moreau would be a risky streamer. Dallas Goddard, he's back this week for the Eagles. Great to see him out there. Full practices all week for him. And remember, this was a fractured forearm. So physically, he can keep his conditioning up during that absence. So he should be good to go in this game. I have him right back up in the tight end one ranks against the Cowboys. Dalton Schultz. So people got some hope. He was practicing in limited fashion on Wednesday, but he followed it up with two straight DNPs and then he got ruled out today. And that means Brevin Jordan is going to remain in the streamer mix. And we don't know when Schultz will be back in the playoff schedule for those Texans tight ends is very, very difficult too. So I mentioned Schultz as someone who I think you can drop him. If there's another option out there, if there's somebody interesting on the waiver wire, I'd be okay dropping Schultz as long as you have a tight end that you like. And that's unless there's a spot in IR to stash him, but sometimes that's not the case. Uh, The Rams tight end, Tyler Higby, he didn't practice all week due to a neck injury. He's listed as doubtful. I wouldn't be chasing any of his backups either for fantasy. Tyler Conklin on the Jets. He was limited a bit with a hamstring injury early in the week. He got back to full practice, though. He is playing this week, and he's just a deeper streamer. Dawson Knox, he's listed as questionable after returning to practice. Not for sure that he's going to play, but kind of seems like he will play this week. And I'm not so much worried about Dalton Kincaid, who we know Dalton Kincaid really emerged after Knox went down, but I think that breakout was inevitable. I'm more worried about Khalil Shakir, who kind of stepped up. They were playing more three-wide sets. That was the opportunity for Shakir to get more work with Knox potentially back here. Shakir might not be involved as much. So I think that's something to watch. Shakir, not a guy I'd want to have in my lineup this week. Knox, just a deep touchdown dependent tight end streamer. And then the only other one that I will mention here, and it's not super fantasy relevant because you weren't really playing any of the Panthers tight ends for fantasy, but Hayden Hurst. 
His dad said that he's dealing with post-traumatic amnesia after his concussion in week 10. And Hurst came out. He said he's starting his return to play this week. He's been ruled out for week 14, but we really hope to see him back and out there and healthy soon. So just wishing Hurst all the best in his recovery. And that is all for today's show. So make sure to check out my start, sit, stash, quick column over at the score. I'll be back Sunday morning with the rankings updates and the Twitter takeover on the score account at 1030 a.m. Eastern. But until then, big thanks for following me on Twitter at Justin Boone. Big thanks for listening to the show. And we will see you next time. Said leave on time. My baby said leave on time Leave on time with me tonight I said leave on time